0: here this morning. We begin our service by singing the Doxology, which is found in the red hymnal, number 549. worship is hymn number 719, but the souls of the virtuous are in the hands of God, no torment shall ever touch them, in the eyes of the unwise they did appear to die, their going looked like a disaster, they are leaving us like annihilation, but they are in peace, yet God did not make man imperishable, he made him in the image of his own nature, but the virtuous live forever. Their recompense lies with the Lord. The Most High takes care of them, for he will shelter them with his right hand and shield them with his arm. Amen. Our first hymn this morning is number 480, Savior Like a Shepherd Lead Us. 480, Savior Like a Shepherd Lead Us.
1: Savior, like a shepherd, lead us, much we need thy tender care. Jesus, early let us turn to thee. Blessed Jesus, blessed Jesus.
0: The Lord in prayer with our needs. Our gracious God, Lord, we come before you just as we are this morning. God, you know the challenges that we are facing, the things that we are trying to overcome, the problems that we are dealing with. And God, right now we just come before you and lay those things in your presence. That you would give us the discernment and the wisdom and the peace. And the understanding that we need to have to successfully deal with those challenges. That you would walk with us always. And Lord, as we call out to you, as we cry out to you, we know that you are there for us. And God, we just want to acknowledge that. And we want to say thank you. Lord, we think of the needs of family members and friends. The needs of patients here throughout this medical center. The needs of the staff that will be working here today the needs of the family members that will be visiting Lord in the same way that we pray for ourselves God we also lift them up to your prayer as well and God we are just so thankful that we can come and worship you we do not take this opportunity for granted and just want to praise you for that Lord and we want to say thank you to all the servicemen and women and their families that have guaranteed us this freedom in this country to worship as we choose and God We just acknowledge them, and we lift them up to you in prayer as well. And God, we are so thankful that you taught us to pray by saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. And give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Thank you for praying with me. And our next hymn is number 485, Take My Life and Let It Be. Number 485, Take My Life and Let It Be. Oh, uh-huh. This morning comes from the book of Ephesians, chapter 6, beginning with verse 10. Finally, be strengthened by the Lord and by his vast strength. Put on the full armor of God so that you can stand against the tactics of the devil. For our battle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the world powers of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavens. This is why you must take a full armor of God so that you may be able to resist and in the evil day and having prepared everything to take your stand. Amen. Please be seated. Well, I've had an interesting week. I was doing something kind of unusual. I, I went on a pilgrimage and I'm Protestant. I think that's pretty obvious. And uh, it was actually set up to the Franciscan... Um, order and one of the priests that was leading this pilgrimage was a priest that he and I actually had served in Iraq together which was seems like a long time ago and I guess it is but in many ways Iraq is just seems like yesterday to me anybody else got that same kind (laughs) of even though there's been a lot of years in between you're like "Eh, it just feels like yesterday to me. And so he asked me to come along with him on this uh, retreat for veterans specifically. And uh, it was a pilgrimage to Assisi, to St. Francis of Assisi in his life. And it was, it was a good pilgrimage. And I'll be sharing more with you on that pilgrimage in the weeks to come. But as I was coming back on Friday night, I, we flew into Chicago from Rome. And I was catching a flight out of Chicago here to Phoenix it's been a long day. I've been up since three o'clock the morning of before uh, in Rome and I just wanted to get some sleep. So I settled into my seat between here and between Chicago and Phoenix and I just took a nap. And there was a young man sitting next to me and he seemed like to be a nice young man. And after I took my little nap we got engaged in a conversation and he's 17 years old and he was coming back from Chicago to Phoenix because he had been sent to Chicago to go and live with his dad for a year because he was creating some disciplinary problems at home and at school and so they thought that he should go and live with his dad in Chicago and so he was coming back to Phoenix and he was looking forward to being back in Phoenix and finishing up his high school here in Phoenix and he was talking to me about his girl and the relationship that they had and then he asked me about who I was and he asked me if I was married and I told him yes and I have four adult children and I have 14 grandchildren and then he asked me this other question how long have you been married and I said I'm coming up on 38 years is that correct okay all right I just got to verify that number because I always get it wrong and so he asked me this question he goes can you tell me the secret of your marriage Can you give me one thing that I can take with me to figure out in the relationships that I have, what do I need to do to make them long-lasting? And so I said, well, I said, the only thing I can tell you that I think would serve you is one word, and that is forgiveness. Forgiveness. And I explained to him, as we have shared here in this chapel, what forgiveness means. is that it is a canceled debt. It is a perceived right to get even. And that you owe me. And I said, that's what forgiveness is. And we carried on a little bit more conversation, and the conversation kind of ended. And then he asked me, as the trip was getting to the end, he said, are you a pastor? He said, do you look like a pastor? I don't know. Do I look like a pastor? I don't know. And I said, yes, I am a pastor. And um, so we exchanged some more conversation and then we had to go because we were going in different directions. But this morning, I just want to ask you this question. In the battles that we fight on a daily basis, the things that we struggle with, and I would say the things that I struggle with, is the whole idea of how we have incorporated forgiveness in our lives. Because our scriptures tell us to put on the full armor of God and what that means and that we wrestle with spiritual forces that are beyond our understanding so therefore we need to combat them with the same type of spiritual forces but on the good side of things to defeat them and I believe that one of the things that you and I struggle with is that the whole idea of how we incorporate forgiveness and so do we come and do battle with the things that we struggle with, the challenges that we have, with the understanding that we have been equipped with one very important tool. And that is that you and I have been forgiven because of what Christ has done for us on the cross. And forgiveness is not something that you can hold on to. It's not something that can be experienced by our normal senses, it is something that goes beyond ourselves. The power of God through his son Jesus Christ that enables us to be able to forgive others in the same way that God has forgiven us. But yet we struggle with that. We struggle with that. And many times the reason why we struggle with it is because we don't practice forgiveness enough. At least that's what I think for myself. I don't want to think for any of you, but I think for myself, the reason why I just seem to go into many of these spiritual battles and challenges that I face, that I don't exercise forgiveness enough with others and with myself. And I think it's important for us to realize that with ourselves, many of us judge ourselves in a very harsh manner. I know I do and perhaps you do as well, that we judge ourselves in a very harsh manner because of the things that we did that we knew were wrong. And I want to say to you this morning that as we think of God's forgiveness for us through his son, Jesus Christ, that you and I need to cut each other some slack in terms of our own individual lives and how we deal with forgiveness. Because the judgment is no longer there for you or for me. It is God's grace. And it is upon that grace that you and I can cut each other some slack in the area of forgiveness. And we need to understand that. That as we look at things outside of ourselves to help us with the different things that we are challenging, the different things that we are looking for, the guidance, the will of God, the frustrations that we have, the anger and resentment that we have. We need to look to forgiveness. To say, you know what? God has forgiven me because of what Christ has done on the cross, and therefore I need to take that forgiveness, I need to incorporate it into my own personal life, and I need to be able to stand in front of the mirror every day and say, God, I know that you have forgiven me and therefore I am able to forgive myself. Make sense? And maybe we need to do that a couple of times a day. Maybe it's even a hundred times a day. Every time you look at a mirror, every time you see your image in a window, God, you have forgiven me and therefore... I can forgive myself. Because it needs to be something that we constantly exercise. Because as when we can't forgive ourselves, when we have not incorporated it into our lives, when we allow anger and resentment to build up inside of us, instead of the peace that God wants us to have, then in no way, any way, shape, or form will we be prepared to battle with those forces that we cannot see that entice us that want us to be tripped up that want us to fail that want us to walk away from the relationship that we have with God through his son Jesus Christ if there was one standing order that God wanted us to incorporate in our lives it would be this one forgive 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 and I think that standing order allows us to go into battle unafraid because we know that the battle has already been won because then we incorporate the truth that we are supposed to represent the truth that you and I are trusting Jesus Christ as our own personal savior and to take that trust and to apply it in our daily lives you and I our fellow pilgrims in life. Your journey, your path is different than mine, yes, but you and I are fellow pilgrims. We are walking towards the end state of where God wants us to be. And the guidance that we need to refer to as we are walking, as we are taking that journey as pilgrims, is the gospel of Jesus Christ And that we need to allow it to be the guidance that we need to have for all of the circumstances that we are involved in. But we cannot see it unless we have the clear vision that God has given us by incorporating the forgiveness that he wants us to have. We will not be successful in the battles and the challenges and the struggles that we have unless we understand that. God forgives you. God loves you. Can we see it? No. Can any of our senses discern it for us? No. It is something that is spiritual, that goes beyond the things that we understand in terms of our life in this world. It is something in which we understand that as we take that truth and that trust that you and I exhibit, the righteousness that God wants us to have. And we are not perfect. We are going to make mistakes. But we need to make every effort to do the right thing, to practice the right living. I mentioned the last time I was here in the chapel giving a sermon, I was talking about the fact that I had seen a sign at the middle school of one of my grandsons and on the sign in the bathroom said you're always right to practice kindness you're always right to practice kindness so practice kindness on yourself are you kind to yourself you give yourself a break because when we do that we can see that the righteousness that God wants us to have comes forth in our lives, and we all of a sudden have a different attitude. We begin to associate with people that reflect the rightness that God wants us to be on. As fellow pilgrims, God wants us to always be on the right path, and that right path always, always is right for us when we are doing the right thing and making the effort to live a life that honors God righteously. But then we need to understand that as we look in our lives, and as you and I are pilgrims, that we can see of the peace that God gives us through the gospel, the good news that we need to read and study and apply to our lives, the good news that brings honor to God, the truth that represents who we are in God. And then within our own lives as we walk before God, God is with us by our side, then we have the whole idea of what faith means, understanding that as we encompass faith in our lives, that it's trusting, it's depending on God for our need. That as we make events happen in our lives, as we go forward, as we make decisions, we ask God to give us the right discernment, and we go forward, hopefully making the right decisions, because we know that we're doing those things not because of our own selfish perspective or because of our own selfish view. We're doing it because we want to honor God in all that we do, and we take that faith and we apply it, we incorporate it into our lives. And then we understand that as we are journeying as pilgrims, that you and I have the salvation, the salvation that God wants us to have, the salvation of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the salvation that you and I can hold our head high because Christ has forgiven us. That sacrifice on the cross... That we are forgiven. We should not be walking around with our heads down low. Your head needs to be up. Not in an arrogance, but in the fact that you and I have been redeemed because of what Christ has done for us on the cross. That you and I understand what salvation means. That we have been saved. Saved. From the things of this life, and from the life that we are to have in eternity with each other. And then we see and we understand as we incorporate all of those things that we have the Spirit of God with us. The Spirit of God that is always there with us. The Word of God that is always with us. The hymns that we sing together here in chapel represents the Word of God. The prayers that we offer to God as He speaks and directs us through our own conscience the Word of God that is always there with us. Because life is a challenge. Life is a battle. No one here is exempt from that challenge. No one here is exempt from that battle. But you and I, in our relationship with God through His Son, Jesus Christ, are called to fight and win that battle we are called to fight and win against those principalities against those spiritual forces that are around us that want to trip us up that want to take us off the wrong path that want us to fail in life God says to you and me this morning that we are not failures on the contrary it says that you and I are conquerors that you and I can fight and win life's battle because we have the strength and the power that we need to have because of the presence of God. And so when we think about it, when we want to incorporate it into our lives, it just truly means that we have taken that forgiveness, we've incorporated in our own personal lives the understanding that God wants us to have, the peace that you and I are always searching for, the contentment that you and I are always searching for, that never seems to be satisfied with anything that this world can offer us. Because the only thing that can truly satisfy us, the only thing that can give us the contentment that God wants us to have and being satisfied in our daily lives is our walk with God the principle that you and I have taken, the forgiveness that he has given to us, incorporated into our lives, then we see the peace and the contentment and the power that we can have. Because our battles are there for us every day. It's a challenge. But we have the courage to do that through the power of God in our lives. We have the confidence That we need to exercise as we go forward to take those steps after we have fallen down. It takes courage to get back up and to walk the path that God wants you to walk. It takes confidence to do those things. To get up after we have fallen down and to walk with God on the path that he wants us to walk on. And then we see the wonderful rewards that God has for us, the fellowship that God wants us to have, the love that we see around us that we never could see before because we are always thinking only about ourselves and not wanting to exercise forgiveness for ourselves and not wanting to exercise forgiveness to others. And then we truly can fight those battles every day and we can win. Because you and I have not been defeated. You and I should never give up. You and I have not lost anything. On the contrary, when we have turned our lives over to God through his son Jesus Christ and given of ourselves to him, we become victorious. We become the winners that God wants us to be. So it is my hope and prayer that as we go forth to our different battles that we fight with every day, that we are reminded and that we remember what God has done for us, the power of his word, the power of his worship, the power of his prayer. And it is through those things that we can get the strength that we need to overcome and to face those challenges victorious. Amen. Please take a few moments and prepare your hearts as we go to the Lord in prayer and as we have communion together. And you're welcome to take communion with me if you have a personal relationship with God through His Son, Jesus Christ. That is between you and God. Let us pray. Our gracious God, Lord, we are so thankful that you have reminded us of the battles that have already been won, the battles that we haven't even experienced yet, that the victory has been assured because of our relationship that we have with you through your Son, Jesus Christ. And God, I would just ask for each and every one of us here that we take the whole idea of forgiveness and incorporate it into our lives and that we practice it every day. At first, God, we forgive ourselves because you have forgiven us and then remembering that we also need to forgive others. Lord, I just want to praise you and thank you for the communion that you give us that we can celebrate publicly and acknowledge what your son has done for us on the cross thank you God for this time Amen I receive from the Lord what I also pass on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let us partake together. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, You'll proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Let us partake together. Our closing hymn is number 389, just as I am without one plea. that you have reminded us that we are yours and that we belong to you and that we are not alone and that your strength and power is always with us. Help us, God, to remember that. And now may the peace of God that passes all understanding be with you now and forevermore. Amen. Thank you for coming.